but they'll give yeah. condoms away at school, but they won't give menstrual hygiene products. So mm-hmm. it is my fight Burns to go ahead and do that to make sure that Love every it. young woman has menstrual hygiene products in their schools. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 68th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham, sponsored by Milestone Mental Health Agency, Apex Financial Group, and Avenue Fora Salon and Clothing Store. We are excited to continue sharing with you. Now, today's show actually focuses on women in the healthcare industry. It's a very important topic as there have been many articles discussing not only the disproportionate representation of black women working in healthcare, but also the discriminatory treatment of women. Uh, accessing healthcare. So today we're going to meet women overcoming obstacles and running successful healthcare enterprises. Our first guest is none other than Mrs. Alexandria Gamble Davis. She is the founder and executive director of Milestone Mental Health Agency. She's worked in mental health for over 10 years, uh, super passionate about serving as a change agent and an advocate for individuals who are underserved. She enjoys improving the community by advocating and confronting social injustice. She and I have that in common. Uh, As I mentioned, she's the executive director of Milestone Mental Health Agency, which provides 24-hour, seven days a week mental health community support services for individuals with behavioral and psychiatric disorders for ages 18 and older uh, who experience severe and persistent mental illness illness. There's a lot of words here, but I know you also work with children. I certainly want to point that out. Uh, Milestone aims to improve the quality of life for individuals by providing support, training, and resources needed to regain balance in their lives through creating and implementing a structured community mental health service. I want to say more about that later, but welcome back. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Today, Alexandria, I want to talk business. I want to talk expansion. I want to talk Medicaid. I definitely want to talk systems. Um, We believe that there's more than enough for everyone. So today, if it's okay with you, we're sharing some trade secrets, some industry secrets, right? Yes. So tell us starting um, just the story of how you sort of transition from a practitioner to a business owner. I think that's huge. Um, Well, Actually, it started from a half sincere conversation with my husband. We were sitting at the table. You posted about this recently. I did <laughs> because I, uh, he actually brought, purchased me a key. Okay. And it was before I had any um, furniture in the building, before there, were, there was any milestone. It was just a name in wow. an empty building. And so he and I had a conversation at the dinner table one day. And I said, um, I, I was telling him, all the work that I was doing for the company that I was working for, which I will not mention. But he said, well, if you're that good, why don't you work for yourself? I was like, nah. And I blew it off. And I think on my daughter's third birthday, that's when I decided like, okay, I'm going to put the packet together and I'm going to send it to Richmond. Wow. (laughs) Just like that. Just like that. So a lot of times, I mean, that makes total sense, right? We're working really hard for these other companies and we realize, man, I could be doing this for myself. Right. And and one of the things that I do like about Milestone 
is that the owner is actually a social worker. Mm -hmm. So I've done all of the services that we provide as an agency. So a lot of our clients and a lot of our staff is being trained from that clinical perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you understand the quality of excellence that needs to be provided having done that work. Absolutely. And I've been in the field and I still try to go in the field, but my staff, they'll, you know, my program manager always says, you don't need to do assessments, but I try to... I still try to keep my feet wet and try to just stay abreast of what's going on. In the industry. How cool is that, though, to be able to say that the person who conducted your assessment was the company? Right. I mean, I would probably be doing the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I still will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what have been some of your biggest challenges that are specific to working in healthcare? One of the biggest challenges that I have, and I'm pretty sure other providers have the same issue, is the... Um, Medicaid expansion program that happened in Virginia, which is great because a lot of individuals are now covered with health care. However, the issue is now that they have the what we, what they call the CCC Plus program, which okay. is the six MCOs that covers the Medicaid for individuals in the state of Virginia. So those would be like Anthem. So those are Anthem, Virginia Premier, Magellan, Comple- Magellan Complete Care, Optima, um, what was, what did I say? Let me make sure I get all of them. Anthem, Optima, Virginia Premier, Magellan Complete Care, Anthem, and uh, just regular Medicaid. Okay, okay. So those are gotcha. the six that is covered under that CCC Plus program. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is they're not on the same page. Even mm. though each insurance company covers the um, services, well, they each want you to do a different thing. And so a lot of times trying to get the insurance to cover the service that the member clearly has um, meet criteria for and has right. the coverage for. So that is a huge barrier that a lot of providers are having. So then in general, would you just say that sort of changing regulations or really staying abreast of those things? Correct. Actually, wow. just reading up and they actually will send you you know, copies of everything. But I would definitely say not waiting on them to send you copies and having a, everyone should have a community network um, provider that Mm -hmm. will, you know, they are regionally based for each insurance company. So I would just say, you know, make sure you communicate with that person. Got you. That sounds like that could be an entire position in your company, though. It's right. someone to keep up with. Someone to keep up with the compliance, the compliance what type of, um, because the authorizations, they have to be um, active and valid. And a lot of times, if you're constantly providing services to the individual, which they may need it, but on the back end, being responsible as a business owner and following up and following through with those authorizations then um, if you have no one doing that, because you can provide the services and the insurance company will decide they don't want to pay you. Wow. So you have to really advocate for yourself and really call them and really provide the documentation that you have had. So you have Mm -hmm. to make sure that the documentation is up to par. I can just imagine, though, for a new business owner who may not understand that, you know, everything's not clicking. Right. <laughs> you know, 
um, that that poses challenges. It does. And especially when payroll and taking care of expenses. And absolutely. How do you manage that side of the business? Um, well, I have a, you know, I have to say I have been blessed with a great team. Yeah. And so we have put things in place. Uh, Courtney Pitt is the office manager. Okay. And I say okay. office manager and I can't tell you to describe what her job is because she is a jack of all trades. Wow. She is, she does our billing as well and she keeps up with the remittance mm. on what's being paid and what's not being paid. And so that is a so huge responsibility. So place. really have, really having some systems in place. And one of the things that um, I was blessed to do when I was actually working in the field, working at different agencies, mm-hmm. I was able to see what worked and what didn't work. And I was able to bring it to Milestone or I could decide, well, I don't want that system so I can, you know, make a system of my own. Sure. So that was one of the great advantages that I had by looking and seeing what other um, agencies that paved the way prior to Milestone opening. Mm-hmm seeing what system they, they had in place. And is that what you ended up doing? Did That's you create did. your own system? Yes, I created my own wow. system and I also used, because if it wasn't broken, right, right, well, right. I recreated. So sure. I definitely pulled from other agencies. That's wisdom right there. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not broke, right? right? No, don't try to recreate it, especially if it's working. Let's talk specifically about the services that you provide through through Milestone um, and, and who might be eligible and what the process is for getting them enrolled. Okay. So anyone that has a mental health diagnosis, they can qualify for services. And if they have Medicaid um, as their um, insurance, Medicaid will pay 100% of those services. The office is located in Portsmouth. We just actually had our second location, which is at 3303 Airline Boulevard. And um, they're eligible for uh, services. We come out to the home, so you don't have to worry about transportation or coming into the office. The assessor will come out to do your assessment, so you don't have to worry about that. And we assist adults and children with um, coping skills, with anger management, we're in the process of doing groups so that we can make that available to mm, our um, clients or anyone because they're free to the okay. public. Hmm. And um, we just work with individuals to help keep them, you know, um, stable in the community. Yeah. Housing is a really big thing. Those soft skills of interpersonal skills that we need for the workforce. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Medicaid, and my first thought was um, that we're targeting only a specific demographic of the population, but I know that that might not be true. Right. What if I am functioning, high functioning, mm-hmm. but have a mental health diagnosis? Can I still take part in your programs? So for those individuals that more so higher level functioning, they are, if they're eligible, they still can take advantage of it. But okay. we would probably will offer them more so outpatient therapy. Okay. Because the service would be tailored to your specific need. Got so it. if you don't necessarily need where someone is coming into your home four mm-hmm. or five days a week, helping you with coping skills and helping you with budgeting mm-hmm. or grocery shopping, if that's mm-hmm. not something that you need, then we would, because we have three to four different programs. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. So we Can have- Can we hear more about the outpatient piece? I think yes. that could so be relevant. Outpatient is when you come and do your individual therapy. So that does require you to come into the office. Okay. But as you know, you come into the office, you're setting your appointment with your particular therapist. So you're setting gotcha. an appointment, whatever, um, 
time frame is convenient for you. Okay. So that would be sort of on one end of the spectrum mm-hmm. up to... I'm receiving daily support potentially? Correct. So the outpatient therapy is the one-on-one. And it normally it's weekly when an individual does therapy or okay. it could be um, two times a week, but normally it's once a week. And so for the more intensive programs for intensive in-home, which we deal with the children that may have truancy problems, that may have issues with in school and needed um, multiple interventions, from human services or that's just really not having a good boundary or relationship with their parents at home. I want you to say that one in layman's terms because <laughs> <laughs> I think there are a lot of children who probably meet the criteria mm-hmm. for intensive at home, um, but they hear these sort of clinical terms. I'm right. like, oh, that's not my that's children. Not so, yeah. You know, what? How, who, what what's the ideal... Not the ideal child. That's probably the wrong way to say it. You tell me. So that child that more so has the aggression or they okay. may be smoking marijuana at school or they may have been suspended for school. They may be in high school in school suspension or uh, they may run away from home or they may um, yell at mom or yell at sibling rivalry. Mm, so those okay. are some of the behaviors that a child may display that could potentially meet criteria for intensive at home. Okay. Aggression? Yes, marijuana in school suspension, sibling rivalry. What else can you think of? Um, I'm sure the sky's the limit. I mean, yeah, it I'm can sure be an array. Any any behaviors that you um, see, or and again, Running if you had multiple, home, right? If you had multiple interventions where the child is, where the the guardian is just saying that I cannot deal with the child mm. anymore, then that is a red flag for maybe they need uh, intensive in-home. So the guardian can't deal with the child, the school can't the school deal with the can. child. Okay. We've had probably the child has been arrested, mm. juvenile um, court has been involved. So those are some of the... Um, and you all can come to the home and yes. provide services. We can come the to the child. home and provide services. We'll go to the school. The school likes it a little bit. Okay. Um, okay. We do not provide therapeutic day treatment, which is another service that a, ch- a child could okay. um, potentially meet criteria for. Okay. But a lot of times the principals, the assistant principals, the counselors like to see that the um, provider will be willing to extend those services and kind of work together as a unit. So we can kind of get the services that the ch- the child needs. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And so, if you're coming into my home working with my child, are you also working with the entire family? We do that as okay. well because a lot of times there's no, well, in my opinion, there's no one specific person that the uh, that's the problem. Right. So a lot of times, the if we're dynamic. working to absolutely, if we're working with a child and we're re- structuring their behavior and mm-hmm. creating new behavior. Well, mom, dad, uncle, whoever is the child's guardian is looking at this child like, wait a minute, you're changing. So mm-hmm. now, how does that guardian react to the changes of the behavior of the child? Mm-hmm. And then and we also do family. Support. Absolutely. We all do family therapy as okay. well. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. Yes. And not something our community talks enough about. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your contact information. How can we reach you if we're interested in learning more, signing up, all those things? Um, the office number is 757-606-2802. The program manager, which is Miss Arlette Simmons. Her cell number is 757-749-2732. 
My cell number is 757-749-1162. So you can contact us anytime. The office hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., but we're always available to assist, especially now that we have the crisis stabilization program that's 24 oh hours. Oh, my goodness. Crisis state. Talk about it. That's huge. So yes. now we're talking about an acute issue, right? right? Acute How does issue. that work? So anytime you have any individual and anyone can make a referral, it can be a family member, it can be the um, actual client themselves, it can be an agency, it can be a company, anyone could, you know, make a referral. So it's anyone that have that has an acute crisis. Give and, an example, because that's, that's kind of clinical. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like that. But, you know, anything could be a crisis. You can may um, go out, you may need housing or you may be temporarily uh, misplaced or you you're, you may have anxiety mm. or you may be dealing with depression and it has caused you where you can't get up and do your regular routine that you normally would do. Gotcha. So um, those things, you know, we can bring you into the program. Normally crisis is an acute state, like you mentioned earlier, mm. which means in layman's terms that it's normally like a seven day Okay. Um, okay. Approval for services. And in those seven days, normally they're eight hours per day. Wow. Up to eight hours per day. One of the good things I like about the crisis program is that once you complete the seven days, because let's be realistic, we cannot, we're not going to be able to combat your crisis in seven days. Mm. Then that way we can bring you into the mental health skill building program. Okay. Which so is it's a like a bridge stuff. almost. Yes. You start with the crisis stage and get that going immediately and then we work And then we something. work with you with the mental health skill building, which is a more long-term program, which typically clients stay in two to three years. Okay. So we try to get you stable. So that's one wow. thing I like about that because what I found with doing assessments is that a lot of individuals met criteria for mental health skill building. But again, we have to play the politics. So we have to make sure that person meet criteria for Medicaid purposes. Mm-hmm. But they technically they they do. And so we always will gotcha. find ourselves, like for instance, we'll have an individual that have a mental health diagnosis, but they haven't been prescribed any psychotropic medications in the last mm. 12 months. Okay. So they need the services, but they don't really fit in the, to the Medicaid criteria. But if we get them in crisis state, we can get them the psychotropic so, med. Absolutely. So that was my okay. whole thought process for starting Beautiful. crisis. Yeah. Because now in crisis, you just have to have that mental health diagnosis. You don't necessarily have to have the hospitalization. Okay. Nor do you need the psychotropic medications. Wow. So, and then just the diagnosis. Just the diagnosis alone, because we can help. Because your crisis stabilization, once that approved, that counts for your hospitalization. And then we can link you to a psychiatrist while we have you in. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. 757 729 1162. What is your website? It is www.milestoneagencyva.com. MilestoneAgencyVA.com. I'm going to be reiterating that later. Do we still have time for me to ask her one more? Oh, man, we got to wrap up. Thank you so much for this time. I know that the community gains so much value by hearing this information. Um, When we return, it's Money Talk on business capitalization with Apex Financial. Be back in a moment. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. 
Hey, this is Seiko, DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years, and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name, Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. Peace. I'm your brother, Crump. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel, from TV. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experienced what snatching is like? And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome back. It's time for this week's edition of Money Talk with Anthony Epps and Michael Gray, sponsored by Apex Financial. Let's get started, gentlemen. We're focused today on business capitalization, and let's talk about how to build business credit. Can we do that? That'd be fine. People want to know. I want to know. (laughs) Okay, that's a good topic. What is business credit, and how can we build it? Okay, business credit is basically... Uh, business actually, just like a personal credit profile, a business go out and seek business through uh, different uh, venues, uh, whether it be uh, a credit card, a loan, uh, whether it be a mortgage, uh, anything basically that requires a business to um, pay back an uh, indebtedness or uh, pay back on a monthly basis, which means that it, it, it acts as a trade line, just like a personal credit profile. And what happens is that this is measured by the Dun & Bradstreet. And when everything is compiled, uh, basically what it does, it configures a Paydex credit score. Uh, a Paydex credit score is a score that basically a business get on this business credit profile. And the Paydex, uh, basically satisfactory Paydex credit score is between 80 to 100. And okay. so once they get that, basically they have a uh, a report and they have a credit profile. And from there, as they go out and start looking for capitalization to borrow money, lenders can look at the credit report and see that they're credit worthy. Wow. So just like the personal credit. Just like the personal credit. Need to be building the business credit separate. Building the business credit separate. Done in Bradstreet number. Done in Bradstreet and Experian. And Experian. Right. Okay. That's the okay. reporting agency for the uh, credit uh, for businesses, the credit profile. Okay. And I heard you say that the satisfactory score for Paydex is between 80 and 100? 80 and 100. Okay. 80 is equivalent uh, on the personal side. 80 is equivalent to like a 700 plus credit score. Got it. Okay. 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 And then you said that you mentioned trade lines. Trade lines, right. Trade lines is, uh, these are are actually uh, companies that you will do business with. Uh, For example, uh, where you go out and get supplies or you buy products from uh, inventory, you will build up a, 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 a business uh, trade line with that particular entity. And again, what you're going to be doing is making 
monthly payments on a regular basis of 30 days. Uh, the key to that is paying on time. If you pay on time within the net 30, then that will keep you at the 80 plus paydex credit score. So the key net there is 30. paying on time. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you give us some examples of some companies that offer these kinds of trade lines? Well, any company. Because not fact, every company does it. Well, do well, well, okay. You got okay. You got Staples. You got Office Max. You got quite a okay. few companies. You can go out and start, you know, building trade lines with. Okay. You got companies online. You can go and get supplies from. Online. Small companies like okay. that. You can start building trade lines with uh, companies that you do business with right now that you buy products from. You can use those as a starting point. But like I said, the key to it is is a net thirty. And once you build a net thirty report up and you pay on time, then it's going to report. And once it report, it's going to show that you pay on time, and that's how you build your payday. Ties into the next question. Does a business need a credit score when they're looking to acquire capital? Yes. Yes. There's two things needed. Uh, again, the business credit score is important uh, because of the fact that that's going to put the business, okay, with a profile. Also, too, what's important with business capitalization is the fact that the business owner, a lot of times, will need to have a decent credit score himself. Or okay. Herself, okay. Because they look at both in most instances. Okay. Now, sometimes... You can just go off the business credit score, but in most cases, they look at both credit scores, the individual credit score and the business credit score. So, uh, to give you a good example, uh, I like to see personally a personal credit profile. If an individual have a 720 plus credit score and an 80 paydex credit score, they're pretty much in what I call the money game in the business realm. They're okay. in the money game. They're in the money game. Okay. Okay. All right. They need both of those things. Both of those you got together. some people out here suggesting that if you get it done on the business side, then eh. well, well, a lot of times with the business, the good thing about business credit is that with business credit, the business owner can sign as a personal guarantor. Okay, okay. And which means that he's not going to be responsible. Okay, if you sign correctly, he'd be a guarantor for the business and. What happens is that all the credit, all the loans, all the cash that they actually get uh, from banks or institutions will be in the business name, okay? Gotcha. Which means that the business will be responsible, okay, for paying back the obligation, and it will have no effects on the business owner. But he have to sign as a guarantor because he's the individual officer or owner of the company to have that knowledge that the business is signing for credit right. or capital. So there's really no such thing as completely separating the two. Well, you can't separate the two. Yeah, you have personal personal credit versus business credit. Like I said, you can actually go off the business by itself, you know, mm-hmm. if the business is strong enough. If the business is strong enough. If, the business, if it's strong enough. It can got show it. that it's got uh, solid uh, income, okay, good net profit, trade lines, okay, been around for a while. You can just go off the business itself. But again, even with that, somebody have to sign from the corporation, you know, a knowledge sure. that the business is actually, you know, taking on the responsibility, the financial responsibility. But again... Uh, uh, business credit. Uh, the good thing about that is, is that uh, it, it has a bigger range for its capitalization versus personal, which means you can actually acquire more, more capital, more funding on the business side uh, versus the personal side, because the business basically has, in most cases, more revenue, bigger purse, so to speak. Sure. Okay. How much can I borrow with good personal credit and a good paydex score? Okay, let's say seven, 720 minimum, 80 paydex. Uh, if you got good trade lines now, let's 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 make sure we understand what we what we doing yeah, here. Yeah, break it down. Okay, for us. Uh, because the credit score is one thing. Okay, but the credit profile have to be in place. Okay, which means that on the personal side, the 720, 740, 
you need to have at least three revolving credit lines, okay? Which means that these could be credit cards, line of credits. They have to be under 30% usage on the personal side, okay? All right, so once you have that in place and you have a primary, okay, and everything is paid on time, no derogatories, no late, okay, that's a good personal credit profile. Then on the business side, if you have some trade lines, okay, uh, maybe like five to 10 that's reporting to down in Brand Street and you have an 80 paid X, okay, we can now take you to a lender, okay, uh, that will lend up to $200,000, no docs. No docs, which means that um, no docs. It don't, it don't, it don't, it don't require, it don't require taxes. It don't require bank statements. Uh, they go off stated income, and you can get up to two hundred thousand dollars based upon those criterias. Okay. Now, if under thirty percent usage on the personal side, right? Five to ten trade lines that are reporting to Dun and Bradstreet and Experian on the business side, right? And no derogatories on the personal side. No late, no judgments. Okay. On the public record side, none of that. Okay. Yeah, you can get about $200,000, okay? Uh, that'd be wow. in the form of credit cards, cash loans, line of credit, okay? Uh, but again, you got to have all those things working. And if you get those things working, they're all been the business name and the owner will sign as a personal guarantor and you get $200,000 if those things in place, okay? Now, if you want to go up to 500000 okay? Sure. 500000 Okay. You will have to have income, Okay, PL statements, tax returns, bank statements. And basically, with that, we have to prove income. So uh, that's more money, but you have to have more documents in place. Okay. But okay. the no stated program up to 20000 is a really good program for a lot of business owners sure. that can meet those requirements. Is that through SBA? Uh, these this, 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 this is through conventional banks, private banks. Oh, okay. Banks. Conventional banks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you all work with um, the SBA on any? I can work with SBA, well? but a lot of my sources are basically conventional private banks. Got you. Okay. Hmm. I think we covered all the questions. Was a business trade line? How can I get trade lines for my business? If we've covered all the questions, then let's talk about how we can get in contact with you all if we need some assistance with our with business credit. Apex Financial Group of Virginia Incorporated is located 355 Crawford Street, Suite 320, Virginia, 23704. Phone number 757 640 Okay. Website and our email address is apex underscore of VA at yahoo.com. Apex underscore of underscore VA at yahoo.com. Apex Financial Group of VA.com. 355 Crawford, Crawford Street, Suite 320 in Portsmouth, 757 640 0207. And yes. you all help with business yes. capitalization. Yes. yes, correct. I love it. Just ask for Anthony C. Epps or Michael Gray. Perfect. Okay. Do I need to make an appointment or I would assume I probably need to make an appointment. Call in, make an appointment. Yes. Okay. All right. And what do we have on deck for next week, gentlemen? Well, next week, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of things that's going to help a, a lot of individuals uh, in reference to, uh, we're going to look at something that everybody should be concerned about. And that's how to maximize social security benefits. Wow. I love it. Maximizing social, social security. security benefits next week. All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. I certainly look forward to seeing you. This edition of Money Talk has been brought to you by Apex Financial Group. Again, this edition of Money Talk has been brought to you by Apex Financial Group of Virginia. We look forward to talking with you all next week. Coming up, 
Membership week is approaching. Black Brand Membership Week is approaching January 26th through February 1st. We have all kinds of events for you to join us with. We'll have a prayer on Sunday morning, uh, actually brought to you by our uh, board chairman. Uh, Monday, we have a call-a-thon in place. We'll be contacting folks that have expressed an interest in Black Brand memberships who explain the value. Uh, then we have a cash mob on that Tuesday where we will be uh, supporting the businesses of Fit Bar there in Military Circle Mall uh, in Norfolk. Hi, ladies. Uh, just all kinds of events and activities. So I invite you to check out our Facebook page, Black Brand Biz on Facebook. Check out our Instagram page, uh, Black Brand Biz on Instagram. We have uh, some, some great treats in store for members and prospective members. So we'll look forward to, to sharing with you all at, the, at that time. Now it's time for our very last two guests of the day. Uh, joining us are Dr. Charlene Rainey-Bell, as well as Ms. Lolita Owens. Charlene is a licensed nurse practitioner servicing the 757. She specializes in weight loss, women's health, as well as primary care. She's the co-founder of Convenient Healthcare Virginia, an affordable healthcare option to those who are uninsured, underinsured, and or have a high deductible. The mission of Convenient Healthcare is to provide comprehensive home-based medical care that aids in minimizing hospitalizations and readmissions. Dr. Rainey Bell is an advocate for menstrual equality and equity, and as a result, founded Her Padded Truth, a nonprofit organization that provides menstrual hygiene products to women who are homeless, living in impoverished conditions, and in transition. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bell. Thank you so much for having me, Blair. I appreciate it. I'm excited to see you, ma'am. Thank you. And then also joining us is Miss Lolita Owens. Lolita has years of experience in the medical field, working for long-term care as a certified nursing assistant, staffing coordinator, medical inventory clerk, and electronic medical records clerk. In 2019, Lolita and her CEO partner, Latasha Vaney, decided to open Caring Hearts and Hands Staffing in order to provide additional staff support and recruiting power to facilities and entities that have challenges finding staff on their own. Lolita and Latasha are looking forward to providing facilities with the healthcare staff that they need in order to maintain the best care possible for their patients and give their families the comfort of knowing that their loved ones are being well taken care of. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Nice to be here, Blair. Nice I'm so glad you. to see you as well. Man, this is exciting. So as you all know, we're focused on women in healthcare today. Um, a, a somewhat difficult field to get into and maybe even more difficult to remain in. Um, and I want to talk with you both about what challenges you've overcome um, in order to, to do the work that you do. So who wants to get started? And kind I'll, of share I'll your let story. my esteemed colleague, she can go ahead and go first. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> share your story, Lolita. How did you kind of find health care and know that this was going to be the industry that you worked in? I found health care um, because at a young age, um, we was raised to take care of our families at home. Sure. Um, never put them in a nursing home unless it was just no other option for us. Um, as a young girl, I took care of my grandparents, still went to school. Wow. Um, so this was something that grew on me as a kid. And so I've always just been in this field. In 2001, I became a certified nursing assistant. Okay. And I started wow. working into long-term care, and I started seeing the challenges of being able to give the patients that one-on-one -on -one care. I wasn't able to give it to them because I would go in and sometimes maybe have 15 to 20 patients and only have like 15 minutes apiece. And that is what made me go into the field of doing home health care, 
um, this year in 2019, starting CNH Staffing Solutions to okay. be able to help support hospitals and nursing homes with shortages. I love it. I think that's something that our community has sort of been lacking. Yes. That desire to keep our family members at home. And so yes. to hear you say you're providing support, maybe providing a solution to that. I love it. What about you, Dr. Charlene? Well, how'd you get into the field? Oh, gosh. So for me growing up, it was two things that I wanted to be. It was either be an OBGYN or be a lawyer. And the only reason why I wanted to be a lawyer, so if anyone sued me, I can go ahead and represent myself and still keep the coins, okay? Wow. Um, but I come from a long line of healthcare providers. Um, my grandmother was a midwife. My great-great-grandmother was a midwife. And many of the women in my family have always been nurturers. And it was just something that was in me that drew me to helping other people. From my time in the Navy, when I was a corpsman, I just loved being able to be there to help those that were sick and ailing and help them to get better. So with Convenient Healthcare VA as being a great option for that, I'm able to provide health care to those that might not even have health insurance. We also provide house calls. So I consider myself the black Dr. Quinn. So I, Man, I am the black Dr. Quinn do. medicine woman. I come into your wow. home for house. I have patients who are homebound and they can't get to their doctor's appointments. And currently there aren't many providers on the peninsula that do house calls. So I help to fill in those gaps and help those barriers so that patients can get the health care that they need. Because isn't it true that before things got to where they are right now, all doctor's visits were made at home? Yes, and back in the day. So I decided okay. to take it back to the basics where you can have that collaborative. Because that doesn't even make sense. If I'm sick, I got to get up and but get you But you have to think about it ideally. You know, yeah. insurance is a business. So, yeah. of course, you know, they want you to go into a clinic. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't you feel better in the comfort of your own home to know that your medical provider can come to yeah, you? Dude. You know, so that's something that I offer yeah. for those that are insured and also those that are not insured but can pay cash. So okay. I try to make sure that I reach every facet of an individual so that they can get the health care that they need. Cool. I think I understand your your target market. What about caring hearts and hands? I know you're focused primarily on the elderly. Is that right? Yes. And I'm you are on the elderly Go ahead. mostly. Um, occasionally we do get uh, calls for children. Um, oh, wow. But our main focus is on the elderly. Okay. And so most of the people that you all see are... Are elderly. Um, elderly most of my elderly and insured through... Most of them are um, homebound. Okay. Um, they are insured through Medicaid. Okay. Um, Medicaid and private pay. Okay. Some of them do pay out of their own personal accounts to have the services. Got you. Talk through what those services look like. And then when you get on my favorite one, I'm going to have you like elaborate. <laughs> what those services consist of is um, we have a lot of family that believe in taking care of their loved ones at home. That's how sure. it was when I grew up. Mm -hmm. um, what we do is we go into the home. Mom, dad, brother, sister has to work. Um, it could be eight hours a day. Uh, we're going for eight hours a day. And we assist with taking care of them, bathing, dressing, feeding them. Um, sometimes we can take them out to doctor appointments. Sometimes we take them just for a ride to the park, take them out shopping, if that's what they desire to do that day. Love it. And uh, we get, we always stay on call. Um, they can call us if it's a wedding or a special event that the family have. They can call us and say, hey, Saturday we need someone for 10 hours. So we're like going to a wedding. And they wow. use respite care. Okay. I love it. 
Do you all also provide meal prep? Yes, we provide meal prep. Um, we go in favorite. the hall, we prep the meals. <laughs> um, we have some clients that we prep their meals for the whole week. We get meal prep calls. We have family that lives out of town and call us and say, hey, I just want you to prep my brother's or my mom meal for the week. Mm. Organize it like this so that she's able to get to it. Mm-hmm. Wow, yes. that's huge. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking how many more families would be able to keep their loved ones at home yes. if they knew that these services could be yes. provided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. Let's talk about your services more in depth. So for Convenient Healthcare VA, we are a three-tier um company basically okay. um clinic so we have convenient healthcare va which accepts insurances we basically go and do comprehensive primary care we have a clinic that's located in king um, right off king street 1007 north king street hampton right. virginia right yes it is okay, yes good. it is hampton virginia sweet b so we are located over there so we do comprehensive primary care okay then the second tier is that we do house calls so we provide house calls to those patients who are homebound so if you have an elderly patient even if you have a patient that is not elderly but has certain chronic ailments that they cannot get to their doctor we will go into the homes and we'll provide care for them as well um, a third component of our practice is Convenient Healthcare Plus, and that falls under a direct primary care model. And what that means is if you are a patient that does not have health insurance, you can pay a cash rate. So I consider myself the Netflix of healthcare. So just how you pay a low monthly rate for your Netflix and get to watch sure. unlimited movies, mm-hmm. what's Convenient Healthcare Plus is the same way with your healthcare. You pay a low monthly fee that provides you unlimited office visits with me, your provider. It gets you discounts on your labs and discounts on your medications. Many patients like that option mainly because if they have a very high deductible, people will not half the time not going to reach a $13,000 deductible out of pocket. Right. So what they'll do is they'll keep that high deductible plan in the event of catastrophic events, i.e. hospitalizations, but then they'll use my monthly healthcare membership to help to take care of them maintenance-wise. So we are seeing an influx of patients that are coming in who still have insurance, but they're looking for an additive and more affordable rate to um, to maintain their health care. So I'm trying to make sure with Convenient Healthcare VA that we are comprehensive mm-hmm. and that we're not just one note. So yeah. I'm excited about what it is that we're doing in our community and the education that we're providing to our people. I love it. Let's talk about the business side. Yes. That's what we're here for, right? Okay. What are some of those challenges that you're up against in terms of the regulations? Just, I mean, I know it's got to be a lot. Well, I can say for me as a nurse practitioner in the state of Virginia, um, nurse practitioners don't gain full autonomy until they are have five years or 9,000 plus hours of of training. And they also have to have a doctor basically ascertate saying that they can practice on their own. So unfortunately, many nurse practitioners in the state of Virginia are not able to work at the highest level of their degree. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it limits many of us nurse practitioners from branching out and being able to start our own business. So I think the biggest thing is you have so many physicians that are retiring. Not many are going into primary care because or family practice. When you think about it, family practice and primary care aren't the big bucks. Um, specialties are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sur- 
surgeries and mm-hmm. cardiologists and plastic surgery and oh, things of that nature. Yes, yeah. they're making somewhat of the big cash. Mm-hmm. So nurse practitioners can really come in and help in those areas where we'll be able to meet the needs of the people because of the shortages of physicians that are there. So for me as a provider, I think that was one of the hurdles um, that I had to overcome. But I'm glad, thanks be to God, that God had put some great people in my life where people came to me and said, hey, I would like to work with you. So that was a few, that was one of the barriers that I had to um, deal with. One other quick question for you before we go back. Oh, to yeah. The Just going to ask, are you providing the video services as of yet? So... It's called telehealth. Telehealth. There you go. And yes, we do. We do provide telehealth. We provide telehealth through Convenient Healthcare VA and Convenient Healthcare Plus. So what we want to do is make healthcare more convenient. That is our complete model. You shouldn't have to... You're already not feeling well, so you shouldn't have to go through hurdles in order to get healthy. I love it. Let's go back to Lolita. What challenges do you deal with in terms of your industry, the niche that you're working with? The challenge that we deal with is we get a lot of clients that um, don't qualify for Medicaid, but at the same time, the income, they don't have income to really still survive and afford what what this company is. Um, What we do is we try to give them our lowest rate possible. Um, We try to work with them. We try to adjust the hours so that the family can still go to work and still be able to afford to have someone to take care of their loved ones. Um, We get challenges with the um, insurance companies. Sometimes they can go months before you receive payments. Mm. Um, But of course, you know, the workers still got to get paid for taking care of clients. So that's that's one of the challenges that um, we face in the home health care field right now. Mm. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm. I want to hear about uh, her padded truth. <laughs> can we talk about it? Yes, we can. I okay, love so her padded, padded truth. truth. Dr. Charlene Rainey Bell's <laughs> other baby. Yes, 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 yes. How does it work? Oh, gosh. So, one, her padded truth is a nonprofit organization that helps provide menstrual hygiene products to women who are homeless living in transition and those who are living in impoverished conditions. And Her Padded Truth basically is a organization that I founded in 2017 that helps to provide menstrual hygiene products to women that are in need. So we expanded with Her Padded Youth um, going into public schools. You providing didn't tell me about that. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Look, I done dropped one. Bing, bing. Her Padded Youth. Yes, Her Padded Youth, Love which it. is our school-age initiative program. And what it does share some of those statistics, right? Because people are thinking, oh, you're providing pads, okay, you can get oh my pads goodness. at Walmart. Why can't I get my pads at Walmart? Okay. What, what is the deal? <laughs> so here it is. With commercial menstrual hygiene products, your Tampax, your Kotex, and things of that nature, they're made out of recycled, recycled products. So many women who have fibroids, who has... Um, heavy menstrual cycles who are suffering from infertility, a lot of those things happen because of the products that they use. Um, So statistically, Mm -hmm. I believe last year we had over 7,000 people who were homeless. Half of those were women and I believe a third of those were administrating ages. So those were women who were either on the street 
in a shelter or at a friend's house but did not have their own residence. And because of that, many of them didn't have access to menstrual hygiene products. So women have to use old socks, rags. Sometimes they'll leave tampons in for days at a time. When we see that, that can potentially cause toxic shock syndrome and death. Mm. So with Her Padded Youth, what I decided to do was to go into the schools and provide menstrual hygiene products to Title I schools that were underserved. And there are many schools that do not receive funding at all. So you got to think about it. If you're taking away music programs, you're not going to get pads. But they'll give condoms away at school, but they won't give menstrual hygiene products. So Mm -hmm. it is my fight to go ahead and do that to make sure that every young woman has menstrual hygiene products in their schools. In the couple minutes we have remaining, please share your contact information, Dr. Bell, and then share yours as well. Yes. Again, I am Dr. Charlene Rainey Bell. I am the proud owner of Convenient Healthcare VA right here in Hampton. If you are in need of a new provider, a fancy provider, a fun provider, you can contact me. You can go to our website at www.convenienthealthcareva.com or you can call us at 757-504-3211 and we are located right here in Hampton. 504-3211. Yes, ma'am. Got it. Okay, Lolita, <laughs> how can we get in contact with Caring Hearts and Hands? I am Lolita, Administrator Assistance of Caring Hearts and Hands. Um, we can be, you can get in touch with us at 757-873-4000. Again, that number is 757-873-4000. Our office location is 710 Denby Boulevard, Suite 2C, and that's in Newport News, Virginia. Again, our address is 710 Denby Boulevard, Suite 2C, and that's in Newport News, Virginia. We can be reached at 757-873-4000. And your website? Our website is www.caringheartsandhands.com. Caring Hearts and Hands, all spelled out. Yes. Got it. Love it, ladies. Wow. (laughs) Y'all have inspired me. Yes. Thank you so much. We will be back in just a moment. The biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. We know you love jazz music, so let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. What about some jazz music with a little trap flavor? Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. I'm not a hunter, but I'm told that uh, in places like in the Arctic, where indigenous people uh, sometimes might, might hunt a wolf, they, they'll, they'll take a double-edged blade and they'll put blood on the blade and they'll melt the ice and stick the handle in the ice so that only the, the, the blade is protruding and that a wolf will smell the blood and wants to eat and it'll come and lick the blade trying to eat. 
And what happens is when the when the wolf licks the blade, of course, uh, he cuts his tongue and he bleeds and he thinks he's really having a good day and he drinks and he licks and he licks and of course he's drinking his own blood and he kills himself. That's what the imperialists did to us with crack cocaine. You got these young brothers out there thinking that they're getting something that they're gonna make a living with. They're getting something they can buy a car like the white people have cars. Why can't I have a car? They get something they can they can get a piece of gold. The white people have gold. Why can't I have gold? They get something to get a house. The white people have a house. Why can't I have a house? And they actually think that it's something that's bringing resources to them, but they're killing themselves just like the wolf who's licking the blade, and they're slowly dying without knowing. That's what's happening to the community. You with me on that? That's exactly and precisely what happens to the community. And instead of blaming the hunter who put the damn handle and the blade in the ice for the wolf, that what happens is the wolf gets blamed for trying to live. That's what happens in our community. You don't blame the person, the victim, you blame the oppressor. Imperialism, white power is the enemy. Was the enemy when it first came to Africa, snatched up the first African, brought us here against our will, is the enemy today. I want to thank you all for tuning in to Black Wall Street today, sponsored by Avenue Forest Salon, Milestone Mental Health Agency, and Apex Financial Group. Very grateful to our guests. Again, Alexandria Gamble Davis at MilestoneAgencyVA.com, as well as Lolita Owens of CaringHeartsAndHands.com, and Dr. Charlene Rainey Bell of ConvenientHealthCareVA.com. And of course, our Money Talk segment with Michael Gray and Anthony Epps of Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Yeah, we're building minds, we're building connections, we're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. We look forward to talking next week. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. Hey, this is Seiko, DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. 
That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years, and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. Peace. I'm your brother, Crook. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel, From TV. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experienced what snatching is like? And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome back. It's time for this week's edition of Money Talk with Anthony Epps and Michael Gray, sponsored by Apex Financial. Let's get started, gentlemen. We're focused today on business capitalization, and let's talk about how to build business credit. Can we do that? That'd be fine. People want to know. I want to know. <laughs> okay, that's a good topic. What is business credit, and how can we build it? Okay, business credit is basically uh, business actually just like a personal credit profile, a business card and seek business through uh, different uh, venues, uh, whether it be uh, a credit card, a loan, uh, whether it be a mortgage, uh, anything basically that requires a business to uh, pay back an uh, indebtedness or uh, pay back on a monthly basis, which means that it, it, it acts as a trade line, just like a personal credit profile. And what happens is that this is measured uh, by the Dun & Bradstreet. And when everything is compiled, uh, basically what it does, it configures a Paydex credit score. Uh, a Paydex credit score is a score that basically a business get on this business credit profile. And the Paydex, uh, basically satisfactory Paydex credit score is between 80 to 100. And okay. so once they get that, basically they have a, uh, a report and they have a credit profile. And from there, as they go out and start looking for capitalization to borrow money, lenders can look at the credit report and see that they credit worthy. Wow. So just like the personal credit. Just like the personal credit. Need to be building the business credit separate. Building the business credit separate. Done in Bradstreet number. Done in Bradstreet and Experian. And Experian. Right. Okay. That's the okay. reporting agency for the uh, credit uh, for businesses, the credit profile. Okay. And I heard you say that the satisfactory score for Paydex is between 80 and 100? 80 and 100. Okay. 80 is equivalent uh, on the personal side. 80 is equivalent to like a 700 plus credit score. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you said that you mentioned trade lines. Trade lines, right. Trade lines is, uh, these are these are actually uh, companies that you would do business with. Uh, for example, uh, whoever you go out and get supplies or you buy products from uh, inventory, you will build up a a, a, a business uh, trade line with that particular entity. And again, what you're going to be doing is making monthly payments on a regular basis, 30 days. Uh, the key to that is paying on time. If you pay on time within the net 30, then that will keep you at the 80 plus paydex credit score. So the key net there 30. is paying on time. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you give us some examples of some companies that offer these kinds of trade lines? Well, 
any company. Because not every company does it. Well, do well, well, okay, you got okay, you got Staples, you got Office Max, you got quite a okay. few companies you can go out and start, you know, building trade lines with. Okay. You got companies online you can go and get supplies from. Online. Small companies like okay. that you can start building trade lines with. Uh, companies that you do business with right now that you buy products from, you can use those as a starting point. But like I said, the key to it is it's a net 30. And once you build a net 30 report up and you pay on time, then it's going to report. And once it report, it's going to show that you pan on time and that's how you build your pay that. Ties into the next question. Does a business need a credit score when they're looking to acquire capital? Yes. Yes. There's two things needed. Uh, again, the business credit score is important uh, because of the fact that that's going to put the business, okay, with a profile. Also, too, what's important with business capitalization is the fact that the business owner, a lot of times, would need to have a decent credit score himself or herself. Okay. Okay. Because they look at both in most instances. Okay, now sometimes you can just go off the business credit score, but in most cases, they look at both credit scores, the individual credit score and the business credit score. So uh, to give you a good example, uh, I like to see personally a personal credit profile. If an individual have a 720 plus credit score and an 80 paydex credit score, they're pretty much in what I call the money game in the business realm. They're okay. in the money game. They're in the money game. Okay. Okay. Right. They need both of those things. Both of those Because you got together. some people out here suggesting that if you get it done on the business side, then eh. well, well, a lot of times with the business, the good thing about business credit is that with business credit, the business owner can sign as a personal guarantor. Okay. Okay. And which means that he's not going to be responsible. Okay. If you sign correctly, he'd be a guarantor for the business and. What happens is that all the credit, all the loans, all the cash that they actually get uh, from banks or institutions will be in the business name, okay? Gotcha. Which means that the business will be responsible, okay, for paying back the obligation, and it will have no effects on the business owner. But he have to sign as a guarantor because he's the individual officer or owner of the company to have that knowledge that the business is signing for credit right. or capital. So there's really no such thing as completely separating the two. Well, you can't separate the two. Yeah, you have personal personal credit versus business credit. Like I said, you can actually go off the business by itself, you know, mm -hmm. if the business is strong enough. If the business is strong enough. If, the business, if it's strong enough. It can got show it. that it's got uh, solid uh, income, okay, good net profit, trade lines, okay, been around for a while. You can just go off the business itself. But again, even with that, somebody have to sign from the corporation, you know, a knowledge sure. that the business is actually, you know, taking on the responsibility, the financial responsibility. But again... Uh, uh, business credit, uh, the good thing about that is is that uh, it, it has a bigger range for its capitalization versus personal. Which means you can actually acquire more more capital, more funding on the business side uh, versus the personal side. Because the business basically has, in most cases, more revenue, a bigger purse, so to speak. Sure. Okay. How much can I borrow with good personal credit and a good paydex score? Okay, let's say seven, 720 minimum, 80 paydex. Uh, if you got good trade lines now, let's 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 make sure we understand what we what we doing yeah, here. Yeah, break it down. Okay, for us. Uh, because the credit score is one thing, okay, but the credit profile have to be in place, okay, which means that on the personal side, the 720, 740, you need to have at least three revolving credit lines, okay, which means that these could be credit cards, line of credits. They have to be under 30 percent usage on the personal side, okay. All right. So once you have that in place and you have a primary, okay, and everything is paid on time, no derogatories, no late, okay, that's a good personal credit profile. Then on the business side, if you have some trade lines, okay, uh, maybe like 
5 to 10 that's reported to Dun & Bradstreet and you have an AD Paydex, okay, we can now take you to a lender, okay, uh, that will lend up to $200,000. No docs. No docs, which means that um, no docs. It, don't, it, don't, it, don't, it don't require it don't require taxes. It don't require bank statements. Uh, they go off stated income, and you can get up to $200,000 based upon those criteria. Okay? Now, if Under want, 30% usage on the personal side. Right. Five to ten trade lines that are reporting to Dun & Bradstreet and Experian on the business side. Right. And no derogatories on the personal side. No lates, no judgments. Okay. On the public record side, none of that. Okay. Yeah, you can get about $200,000, okay? Uh, That'd be in the form of credit cards, cash loans, line of credit, okay? Uh, But again, you got to have all those things working. And if you get those things working, they've all been the business name. And the owner was signed as a personal guarantor. And you get $200,000 if those things in place, okay? Now, if you want to go up to $500,000, Okay. Sure. Five hundred thousand. Okay. You would have to have income. Okay. P and L statements, tax returns, bank statements, and basically with that we have to prove income. So uh, that's more money, but you have to have more documents in place. Okay. But okay. the no stated program up to twenty thousand is a really good program for a lot of business owners. Sure. That can meet those requirements. Is that through SBA? Uh, these this, 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 this is through conventional banks, private banks. Conventional oh, okay. Banks. Conventional banks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you all work with um, the SBA on any? I can work with SBA, well? but a lot of my sources are basically conventional private banks. Got you. Okay. Hmm. I think we covered all the questions. Was a business trade line? How can I get trade lines for my business? If we've covered all the questions, then let's talk about how we can get in contact with you all if we need some assistance with our with business credit. Apex Financial Group of Virginia Incorporated is located 355 Crawford Street, Suite 320, Portland, Virginia, 23704. Phone number 757-640-0207. 640-0207. 640-0207. Okay. Website www.apexfinancialgroupofva.com. And our email address is apex underscore of VA at yahoo.com. Apex underscore of underscore VA at yahoo.com. Apex Financial Group of VA.com. 355 Crawford Crawford Street, Suite 320 in Portsmouth, 757-640-0207. And you all help with business capitalization. Yes. Yes, correct. I love it. Just ask for Anthony C. Epps or Michael Gray. Perfect. Okay. Do I need to make an appointment or I would assume I probably need to make an appointment. Call in, make an appointment. Yes. Okay. All right. And what do we have on deck for next week, gentlemen? Well, next week, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of things that's going to help a, a lot of individuals uh, in reference to, uh, we're going to look at something that everybody should be concerned about. And that's how to maximize social security benefits. Wow. I love it. Maximizing social, social security, security benefits next week. All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. Certainly look forward to seeing you. This edition of Money Talk has been brought to you by Apex Financial Group. Again, this edition of Money Talk has been brought to you by Apex Financial Group of Virginia. We look forward to talking with you all next week. Coming up, Membership Week is approaching. Black Brand Membership Week is approaching January 26th through February 1st, we have all kinds of events for you to join us with. We'll have a prayer on Sunday morning, uh, actually brought to you by our uh, board chairman, 
Uh, Monday, we have a call-a-thon in place. We'll be contacting folks that have expressed an interest in black brand memberships to explain the value. Uh, then we have a cash mob on that Tuesday where we will be uh, supporting the businesses of Fitbar there in Military Circle Mall. Uh, in Norfolk. Hi, ladies. Uh, just all kinds of events and activities. So I invite you to check out our Facebook page, Black Brand Biz on Facebook. Check out our Instagram page, uh, Black Brand Biz on Instagram. We have uh, some, some great treats in store for members and prospective members. So we'll look forward to, to sharing with you all at, the, at that time. Now it's time for our very last two guests of the day. Uh, joining us are Dr. Charlene Rainey Bell, as well as Miss Lolita Owens. Charlene is a licensed nurse practitioner servicing the 757. She specializes in weight loss, women's health, as well as primary care. She's the co-founder of Convenient Healthcare Virginia, an affordable healthcare option to those who are uninsured, underinsured, and or have a high deductible. The mission of Convenient Healthcare is to provide comprehensive home-based medical care that aids in minimizing hospitalizations and readmissions. Dr. Rainey Bell is an advocate for menstrual equality and equity, and as a result, founded Her Padded Truth, a nonprofit organization that provides menstrual hygiene products to women who are homeless, living in impoverished conditions, and in transition. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bell. Thank you so much for having me, Blair. I appreciate it. I'm excited to see you, ma'am. Thank you. And then also joining us is Miss Lolita Owens. Lolita has years of experience in the medical field, working for long-term care as a certified nursing assistant, staffing coordinator, medical inventory clerk, and electronic medical records clerk. In 2019, Lolita and her CEO partner, Latasha Vaney, decided to open Caring Hearts and Hands, Staffing in order to provide additional staff support and recruiting power to facilities and entities that have challenges finding staff on their own. Lolita and Latasha are looking forward to providing facilities with the healthcare staff that they need in order to maintain the best care possible for their patients and give their families the comfort of knowing that their loved ones are being well taken care of. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Nice to be here, Blair. Nice I'm so glad you. to see you as well. Man, this is exciting. So as you all know, we're focused on women in healthcare today. Um, a, a somewhat difficult field to get into and maybe even more difficult to remain in. Um, and I want to talk with you both about what challenges you've overcome um, in order to, to do the work that you do. So who wants to get started? And kind I'll, of share I'll your let story. my steam colleague, she can go ahead and go first. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> share your story, Lolita. How did you kind of find health care and know that this was going to be the industry that you worked in? I found health care um, because at a young age, um, we was raised to take our families at home. Sure. Um, never put them in a nursing home unless it was just no other option for us. Um, as a young girl, I took care of my grandparents, still went to school. Wow. Um, so this was something that grew on me as a kid. And so I've always just been in this field. In 2001, I became a certified nursing assistant. Okay. And I started wow. working into long-term care, and I started seeing the challenges of being able to give the patients that one-on-one -on -one care. I wasn't able to give it to them because I would go in and sometimes maybe have 15 to 20 patients and only have like 15 minutes apiece. And that is what made me go into the field of doing home health care. Um, this year in 2019, starting CNH Staffing Solutions to okay. be able to help support hospitals and nursing homes with shortages. I love it. I think that's something that our community has sort of been lacking. Yes. That desire to 
keep our family members at home. And so yes. to hear you say you're providing support, maybe providing a solution to that. I love it. What about you, Dr. Charlene? Well, how'd you get into the field? Oh, gosh. So for me growing up, it was two things that I wanted to be. It was either be an OBGYN or be a lawyer. And the only reason why I wanted to be a lawyer, so if anyone sued me, I can go ahead and represent myself and still keep the coins, okay? Wow. Um, but I come from a long line of healthcare providers. Um, my grandmother was a midwife. My great-great-grandmother was a midwife. And many of the women in my family have always been nurturers. And it was just something that was in me that drew me to helping other people. From my time in the Navy, when I was a corpsman, I just loved being able to be there to help those that were sick and ailing and help them to get better. So with Convenient Healthcare VA as being a great option for that, I'm able to provide healthcare to those that might not even have health insurance. We also provide house calls. So I consider myself the black Dr. Quinn. So I, Man, I am the black Dr. Quinn do. medicine woman. I come into wow. your home for house, I have patients who are homebound and they can't get to their doctor's appointments. And currently there aren't many providers on the peninsula that do house calls. So I help to fill in those gaps and help those barriers so that patients can get the health care that they need. Because isn't it true that before things got to where they are right now, all doctor's visits were made at home? Yes, and back in the day. So I decided okay. to take it back to the basics where you can have that collaborative. Because that doesn't make sense. If I'm sick, I got to get up and but get you, dressed. But you have to think about it ideally. You know, yeah. insurance is a business. So, yeah. of course, you know, they want you to go into a clinic. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't you feel better in the comfort of your own home to know that your medical provider can come to yeah, you? You know, so that's <laughs> something that I offer yeah. for those that are insured and also those that are not insured but can pay cash. So I try to make sure that I reach every facet of an individual so that they can get the health care that they need. Cool. I think I understand your your target market. What about caring hearts and hands? I know you're focused primarily on the elderly. Is that right? Yes. And you are on the elderly Go ahead. mostly. Um, occasionally we do get our calls for children. Um, oh wow. But our main focus is on the elderly. Okay. And so most of the people that you all see are, are elderly. Um, elderly, most of them are elderly and most of them are um, homebound. Okay. Um, they are insured through Medicaid. Okay. Um, Medicaid and private pay. Okay. Some of them do pay out of their own personal accounts to have the services. Got you. Talk through what those services look like. And then when you get on my favorite one, I'm going to have you like elaborate. <laughs> what those services consist of is um, we have a lot of family that believe in taking care of their loved ones at home. That's how sure. it was when I grew up. Mm -hmm. um, what we do is we go into the home. Mom, dad, brother, sister has to work. Um, it could be eight hours a day. Uh, we're going for eight hours a day. And we assist with taking care of them, bathing, dressing, feeding them. Um, sometimes we can take them out to doctor appointments. Sometimes we take them just for a ride to the park, take them out shopping, if that's what they desire to do that day. Love it. And uh, we get, we always stay on call. Um, they can call us if it's a wedding or a special event that the family have. They can call us and say, hey, Saturday we need someone for 10 hours. So we're like going to a wedding. Like, and mm -hmm. they wow. use respite care. Okay. I love it. Do you all also provide meal prep? Yes, we provide meal prep. Um, That's we my go in favorite. the home, we prep the meals. <laughs> um, we have some clients that we prep their meals for the whole week. We get meal prep calls. We have family that lives out of town and call us and say, hey, I just want you to prep my brother's or my mom's meal for the week. 
organize it like this so that she's able to get to it. Mm-hmm. Wow, yes. that's huge. Yes. I'm just thinking how many more families would be able to keep their loved ones at home yes. if they knew that these services could be yes. provided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. Let's talk about your services more in depth. So for Convenient Healthcare VA, we are a three-tier um, company, basically, okay. um, clinic. So we have Convenient Healthcare VA, which accepts insurances. We basically go and do comprehensive primary care. We have a clinic that's located in King, um, right off King Street, 1007 North King Street, Hampton, that's Virginia. Right. Yes, right it is. Okay, yes, good. it is. Hampton, Virginia. Sweet B. So we are located over there. So we do comprehensive primary care. Okay. Then the second tier is that we do house calls. So we provide house calls to those patients who are homebound. So if you have an elderly patient, even if you have a patient that is not elderly, but has certain chronic ailments that they cannot get to their doctor, we will go into the homes and we'll provide care for them as well. Um, a third component of our practice is Convenient Healthcare Plus, and that falls under a direct primary care model. And what that means is if you are a patient that does not have health insurance, you can pay a cash rate. So I consider myself the Netflix of healthcare. So just how you pay a low monthly rate for your Netflix and get to watch sure. unlimited movies, mm-hmm. what's Convenient Healthcare Plus is the same way with your healthcare. You pay a low monthly fee that provides you unlimited office visits with me, your provider. It gets you discounts on your labs and discounts on your medications. Many patients like that option mainly because if they have a very high deductible, people will not half the time not going to reach a $13,000 deductible out of pocket. Right. So what they'll do is they'll keep that high deductible plan in the event of catastrophic events, i.e. hospitalizations, but then they'll use my monthly healthcare membership to help to take care of them maintenance-wise. So we are seeing an influx of patients that are coming in who still have insurance, but they're looking for an additive and more affordable rate to um, to maintain their health care. So I'm trying to make sure with Convenient Healthcare VA that we are comprehensive mm-hmm. and that we're not just one note. So yeah. I'm excited about what it is that we're doing in our community and the education that we're providing to our people. I love it. Let's talk about the business side. Yes. That's what we're here for, right? Okay. What are some of those challenges that you're up against in terms of the regulations? Just, I mean, I know it's got to be a lot. Well, I can say for me as a nurse practitioner in the state of Virginia, um, nurse practitioners don't gain full autonomy until they are have five years or 9,000 plus hours of, of training. And they also have to have a doctor basically ascertain saying that they can practice on their own. So unfortunately, many nurse practitioners in the state of Virginia are not able to work at the highest level of their degree. Mm. And what that does is it limits many of us nurse practitioners from branching out and being able to start our own business. So I think the biggest thing is you have so many physicians that are retiring. Not many are going into primary care because or family practice. When you think about it, family practice and primary care aren't the big bucks. Um, Specialties are, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, surgery. Surgeries and mm-hmm. cardiologists and plastic surgery and OB things of that nature. Yes, yeah. they're making somewhat of the big cash. Mm-hmm. So nurse practitioners can really come in and help in those areas where we'll be able to meet the needs of the people because of the shortages of physicians that are there. So for me as a provider, I think that was one of the hurdles 
um, that I had to overcome. But I'm glad, thanks be to God, that God had put some great people in my life where people came to me and said, hey, I would like to work with you. So that was a few, that was one of the barriers that I had to um, deal with. One other quick question for you before we go back. Oh, to yeah. Peter. Just going to ask, are you providing the video services as of yet? So... It's called telehealth. Telehealth. There you go. And yes, we do. We do provide telehealth. We provide telehealth through Convenient Healthcare VA and Convenient Healthcare Plus. So what we want to do is make healthcare more convenient. That is our complete model. You shouldn't have to... You're already not feeling well, so you shouldn't have to go through hurdles in order to get healthy. I love it. Let's go back to Lolita. What challenges do you deal with in terms of your industry, the niche that you're working with? The challenge that we deal with is we get a lot of clients that um, don't qualify for Medicaid, but at the same time, the income, they don't have income to really still survive. Afford what it is. Afford what, what this company is. Um, what we do is we try to give them our lowest rate possible. Um, we try to work with them. We try to adjust the hours so that the family can still go to work and still be able to afford to have someone to take care of the loved Got ones. Um, we get challenges with the um, insurance companies. Sometimes they can go months before you receive payments. Mm. Um, but of course, you know, the workers still got to get paid for taking sure. care of clients. So that's, sure. that's one of the challenges that um, we face in the home health care field right now. Mm. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm. I want to hear about uh, her padded truth. <laughs> can we talk about it? Yes, we can. I okay, love so her, her padded, padded truth. truth. Dr. Charlene Rainey Bell's <laughs> other baby. Yes, 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 yes. How does it work? Oh, gosh. So, one, her padded truth is a nonprofit organization that helps provide menstrual hygiene products to women who are homeless living in transition and those who are living in impoverished conditions. And Her Padded Truth basically is a organization that I founded in 2017 that helps to provide menstrual hygiene products to women that are in need. So we expanded with Her Padded Youth um, going into public schools. You providing, didn't tell me about that. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Look, I done dropped one. Bing, bing. Her Padded Youth. Yes, Her Padded Youth, Love which it. is our school-age initiative program. And what it does share some of those statistics, right? Because people are thinking, oh hey, providing pads, okay, you can get oh my pads goodness. at Walmart. Why can't I get my pads at Walmart? Okay. What, what is the deal? <laughs> so here it is. With commercial menstrual hygiene products, your Tampax, your Kotex, and things of that nature, they're made out of recycled, recycled products. So many women who have fibroids, who has... Um, heavy menstrual cycles who are suffering from infertility, a lot of those things happen because of the products that they use. Um, So statistically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe last year we had over 7,000 people who were homeless. Half of those were women and I believe a third of those were administrating ages. So those were women who were either on the street in a shelter or at a friend's house but did not have their own residence. And because of that, many of them didn't have access to menstrual hygiene products. Mm. So women have to use old socks, rags. Sometimes they'll leave tampons in for days at a time. When we see that, that can potentially cause toxic shock syndrome and death. Mm. So with Her Padded Youth, what I decided to do was to go into the schools and provide menstrual hygiene products to Title I schools that were underserved. And there are many schools that do not receive funding at all. So you got to think about it. If you're taking away music programs, you're not going to get pads but they'll give condoms away at school but they won't give menstrual hygiene products so Mm -hmm. it is my fight 
to go ahead and do that to make sure that every young woman has menstrual hygiene products in their schools. In the couple minutes we have remaining, please share your contact information, Dr. Bell, and then share yours as well. Yes. Again, I am Dr. Charlene Rainey Bell. I am the proud owner of Convenient Healthcare VA right here in Hampton. If you are in need of a new provider, a fancy provider, a fun provider, you can contact me. You can go to our website at www.convenienthealthcareva.com or you can call us at 757-504-3211 and we are located right here in Hampton. 504-3211. Yes, ma'am. Got it. Okay, Lolita, <laughs> how can we get in contact with Caring Hearts and Hands? I am Lolita, Administrator Assistance of Caring Hearts and Hands. Um, we can be, you can get in touch with us at 757 757- Eight seven three four thousand. Again, that number is seven five seven eight seven three four thousand. Our office location is seven one zero Denby Boulevard, Suite two C, and that's in Newport News, Virginia. Again, our address is seven one zero Denby Boulevard, Suite two C, and that's in Newport News, Virginia. We mm-hmm. can be reached at seven five seven eight seven three four thousand. And your website. Our website is www.caringheartsandhands.com. Caring Hearts and Hands, all spelled out. Yes. Got it. Love it, ladies. Wow. (laughs) Y'all have inspired me. Yes. Thank you so much. We will be back in just a moment. The biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. We know you love jazz music. So, let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. Jazz music with a little trap flavor. Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. I'm not a hunter, but I'm told. That uh, in places like in the Arctic, where indigenous people uh, sometimes might might hunt a wolf, they, they'll they'll take a double-edged blade and they'll put blood on the blade and they'll melt the ice and stick the handle in the ice so that only the the, the blade is protruding and that a wolf will smell the blood and wants to eat and it'll come and lick the blade trying to eat. And what happens is when the when the wolf licks the blade, of course, uh, he cuts his tongue and he bleeds and he thinks he's really having a good meal. He drinks and he licks and he licks and of course he's drinking his own blood and he kills himself. That's what the imperialists did to us with crack cocaine. You got these young brothers out there thinking that they're getting something that they're gonna make a living with. They're getting something they can buy a car like the white people have cars. Why can't I have a car? They're getting something that they can they can get, get a piece of gold. The white people have gold. Why can't I have gold? They're getting something to get a house. The white people have a house. Why can't I have a house? And they actually think that it's something that's bringing resources to them, but they're killing themselves just like the wolf who's licking the blade and they're slowly dying without knowing. 
That's what's happening to the community. You with me on that? That's exactly and precisely what happens to the community. And instead of blaming the hunter who put the damn handle and the blade in the ice for the wolf, that what happens is the wolf gets blamed gets for trying to live. That's what happens in our community. You don't blame the person, the victim, you blame the oppressor. Imperialism, white power is the enemy. Was the enemy when it first came to Africa and snatched up the first African brothers here against our will? Is the enemy today? I want to thank you all for tuning in to Black Wall Street Today, sponsored by Avenue Forest Salon, Milestone Mental Health Agency, and Apex Financial Group. Very grateful to our guests. Again, Alexandria Gamble Davis at MilestoneAgencyVA.com, as well as Lalita Owens of CaringHeartsAndHands.com, and Dr. Charlene Rainey Bell of ConvenientHealthCareVA.com. Of course, our Money Talk segment with Michael Gray and Anthony Epps of Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Yeah, we're building minds, we're building connections, we're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. We look forward to talking next week. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.